It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Sometimes we get a great idea for a goal or for a business or for anything at all, but for some reason we don't move forward and do anything about it. I believe there are three reasons for this, and they are the biggest obstacles to getting anything done. Number one, you think you can't. I'm here to tell you, you have a valuable skill set that others can benefit from. If there are things regarding your goal or your business that you don't know how to do, find someone who does. You cannot do it all, and you will not be able to scale a business by doing everything yourself. You don't have to know the whole path before you start. If you think you have to have everything all plotted out, that's going to stop you from even starting because you're just not going to know all the contingencies. Just get enough information to work with and then start. Make a list of the things that you want to do and take action on one of those now. Number two, you think you don't have something to say. I would venture to say that everything is available and everyone has something to contribute. You have a unique set of skills, a unique set of experiences, and a unique opinion. And everyone I think has something valuable to say and offer it to the marketplace. And number three, we fear judgment. I'm here to tell you, don't play small. Don't worry about what other people say. The only people who might judge you are the ones who haven't done what you want to do. So get around people who have done what you want to do. Make your plans, take action, and go. You have an idea. You have a business. Just go. If you've been afraid, please don't. The world needs who you are. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. My guest this week is Chris Ronzio. Let me tell you about him. Chris built a nationwide video production company that sold over $3 million in youth sporting event videos before he was 25 years old. In 2013, he sold that business and founded an operations consulting firm that helps other entrepreneurs create scalable systems and processes. Over the last five years, his firm, Organized Chaos, has worked with hundreds of companies in dozens of industries and invested in building six of those businesses to over $30 million in annual revenue. Now, Chris's third business, Trainual, is an online platform for business owners and employees to document what they do in simple step-by-step processes. Chris and his team are on a mission to systematize 25,000 small businesses through their technology. We will talk about a lot of this today and so much more. So here we are with my very special guest, Chris Ronzio. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. This has been a few months in the making, and we finally got a time to get this going. So I'm excited to have you here. So the first question that I always ask everyone is just to tell us a little bit about how you started, uh, maybe what you overcame, and where you, how you brought, what brought you to where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So my story begins back when I was 14 or 15 years old. I was in high school, and I had a small 
TV show with a friend of mine. So we worked in the supermarket at the time, and we, through our cable access station, had started this uh, this local show where we would interview people around town and use all the equipment. And so through that, we got some notoriety around the town because they aired our show 40 or 50 times a week. So uh, in school and in the supermarket, people would say, those are the video guys. And And through that, we started getting offers to do things like grandpa's 80th birthday party and the bar mitzvah and the wedding video and that eventually turned into event videos which became the thing that grew that business over the years so it was through the experience of that company and growing to 300 camera operators and three offices around the 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 u.s that uh, taught me the importance of systems and processes and operations and that's really where i developed a passion for just making small businesses more systematized first through consulting and then through the software product that i have today wow is that how you became interested in entrepreneurship or was that a bug that that just had you before this Oh, that was long before the video company. I was one of the kids that had the lemonade stands and the car washes and sold yep. wrapping paper and, you know, all the stories. Yeah, so your family was very supportive of this, of course. Absolutely. Fantastic. So with this video production company, you ended up working with some high profile clients, didn't you? Yeah. So we were the official video provider for U.S. figure skating for all of their footage up until the Olympics. So we got to do some pretty big events through them. We did the halftime show of the NFL Pro Bowl for four years. We did USA Swimming. We did some Pop Warner events. So uh, we got to do some pretty cool events. And our thing was we were a consistent video provider for a lot of these events that had regional or state level championships and didn't want to work with 50 different companies. So we would be their one provider that could send crew out all over the country and provide a consistent experience. That is fantastic. I love that. So since you were so young when you got started, did you have a challenge with people not taking you seriously? Absolutely. In fact, I just published an article on this online, but you know, it was it, it was something that everyone asked me at the time, you know, how do you get around the age thing? And to me, I think age was actually an asset. Being young was an asset in business because everyone wanted to be on my side. You know, I had this this built-in uh, altruism that they just hoped I would do a good job and wanted to give me a chance and they almost uh, you know d didn't didn't have high expectations and so when I was able to pull through they would become super fans so that was huge up front and then also uh, being able to ask people for help I think is really easy when you're young when you're a student it's easy to get meetings you know that as a as a, a grown-up, you know, those kind of meetings look like sales meetings, but as a student in high school or in college, you can get in the door pretty easily asking for help, and then it turns into a customer. So basically, their guard is down. Exactly. <laughs> so the lesson is hire a student to do your sales calls for you. <laughs> I guess so. I, I'm going to have to write that one down. That's funny. That is really funny. So was there a favorite moment from this period in your life? I know you said you got to work with the U.S. Olympic figure skating team, but was there a favorite moment in that business that you loved? Yeah, there were a couple. I mean, my favorite moment, the one that stands out for me was when I first moved to Arizona, where I live now. Um, the weekend that we moved happened to be our biggest, our busiest weekend in the company's history. And we had six events going on on the same Saturday. Um, but I was unpacking a budget truck with my girlfriend out in Arizona. And after we unpacked, we were walking around. We went to a golf tournament that was out here. And just knowing that there was that much activity going on around the country and I wasn't at any of the events and any of the day-to-day, -day, that for me was a special moment that I remember. That is so key. And I was going to ask you about this later anyway, the idea of working 
on your business and not in your business. That's where you have freedom is when you can have that much going on and you don't have to physically be at any of it. Yeah, it was eye-opening for me because just the constraints of the schedule and how we ended up moving, I thought I was going to work one of the events and last minute I couldn't and when when everything went without a hitch, it was it was a, you know, no turning back. I said I I, I don't want I don't want to have to go to the events anymore. Yeah, and and you laid all the groundwork for all those events to even be possible. So it's not like you're just sitting back and letting other people do your work for you. You laid that groundwork and you enjoyed the fruit of that labor. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. What would you say was your worst moment in this experience? Yeah, so for me, the worst thing was probably around staffing issues. So when we had last minute a crew that wouldn't show up at an event, I remember one specifically out in California, we had an event that uh, it was it was a holiday ice show or something like that. And the the it was it was the next day and and the the night before I got a message from a freelance crew that we had out there that said that, you know, big Hollywood production had come up and last minute needed something and they were going to triple their rate or and uh, I ended up having to drive out to California. And, and so the lesson there for me was you need to have backups for for your backups you know a bench of of people that you can draw from and at that time i didn't have the the reserves to be able to call on so um, so it was an important lesson to to lesson to learn wow so what do you think are some misconceptions that people may have about running a business well i think uh if they haven't ran a business before they might uh and not anticipate the amount of work that goes into it. So that the misconception might be that it's easy and that, you know, they see the success on TV and they see the, the flexibility and the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And, and they think that uh, it, it, we're all just living a dream and not working as hard as we are. So I think that could be one misconception from someone that, that hasn't done, done it before. Um, but there's probably a lot of misconceptions in in the business world, and and it's just up to business owners to uh, experience each of those to get their hands dirty or to to uh, you know arm themselves with mentors and coaches and consultants and people that have been there, done that, uh, so that they can overcome each of those obstacles. Yeah, some things you just can't learn in a book. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, what do you think was your biggest aha moment? So for me, I actually, when I was in college, I did an internship at this management consulting firm. And I had my video company at the time, but it was a, a firm uh, that specialized in disruptive innovation. So if you've ever heard of the, the, the book, The Innovator's Dilemma, um, they talk about disruptive innovation and understanding the job to be done by a customer. So the, the takeaway from that experience for me was the job to be done with our live videos, our live sporting event videos, was not to entertain the customer. It was to uh, share the memory of the youth uh, athlete. And so initially when we started the business, it was all about the theatrics, the music, the animations, the explosions, mm-hmm. the, uh, the fonts, the titles, the, the entertainment. And when our business really took off, it was when we narrowed our focus down to just the core HD uncut live video that people could share quickly and yeah. that really enabled us to uh, to grow quickly. Yeah. I would imagine in a business like that you would have had to really define the line between style and substance. Mhm. Yeah, style I, I I always wanted to put the creative element into the video, but when I realized that's not 
uh, as easily reproducible. You can't consistently reproduce art in the way that you can reproduce just the uh, the the live video as it happened. And uh, it made us it made it a lot easier to just give people exactly what they want within ten minutes, oftentimes, uh, than to try to add all the fluff. Yeah, absolutely. We've got about a minute or so, less than a minute to our break. And we are here with Chris Ronzio. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Organized Chaos. We will talk about his new company, Trainual, very soon. And he also wrote a book about 100 ways to improve or 100 hacks to improve your business. We'll talk about all this and so much more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Chris Ronzio. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. You can also find my brand new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, in Barnes & Noble stores. You can also find it on Amazon. You can also subscribe to Success Profiles Magazine by going to successprofilesmagazine.com. The latest issue has Sharon Lecter on the cover, and it is a Think and Grow Rich edition where nearly every single article has to do with the book Think and Grow Rich and how Napoleon Hill influenced their lives and and helped them in their businesses. So really fantastic stuff. So Chris, let's talk about building your business organized chaos. What exactly is that? That sounds like a great idea. 
<laughs> so as I was uh, exiting my last business, my video production company sold in 2013. But a year before it sold, I went through the process of training myself out of a job, of replacing myself with the president of the company. And as I went through that process and trained him on how to take over the business, I was working with other entrepreneurs, just kind of discovering their industries and maybe ways that I could consult or help with others. And so I started to talk about the work of working with small businesses as organizing chaos because so many small businesses just have this innate chaos about them because they're trying to figure everything out. So I would go into a business and wrap my arms around the context of what they were doing and then gather all the chaos of what was causing them to be overwhelmed. And then I would put together the, the clarity or the clear plan of how to uh, accomplish things over the next three or six or 12 months. So it was a very tactical operations workflow kind of consultancy. And so that's where organized chaos came from. And the more companies that we worked with, we developed a great process for going through a business and being able to uh, organize what they're doing and, and come out of the other side with, uh, you know, with, with a lot less stress. So you could probably almost call yourself a business doctor, at least in, in, in concept. <laughs> yeah. In concept. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, you know, we got the analogy of uh, like going to see the doctor, and you get the you get your lab work back, and you see which things are are working well, and which things you need to improve on, and and that's very much what it was like for businesses. Yeah. So, how do you deal with a client that is resisting your suggestions? Well, if they're resisting the suggestions, we would hopefully have weeded them out early in the sales process because the mm -hmm. companies that we worked with were really eager to change and they knew that they needed to change. So there were two kinds of companies. Either they were stuck at some capacity and they needed to free up some um, extra, extra space, be more efficient in order to invest and get to the next level, or they were just growing so fast that the wheels were spinning off and they needed new systems to support the volume that they had brought in. So either one of those would be a good customer and then we would just vet them to make sure that they were you know treating us like the experts you don't want to go to a doctor and, and then not take their advice yeah absolutely so that leads me to a really important question how do you vet clients because some people especially when they're in the beginning they'll take anyone and that's not always a good idea <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a process to that. I mean, when you're when you have 100% capacity available and you don't have any clients, you do have to start somewhere. So, yes. you know, you start by just getting people in the door because it's a good experience and you learn from that and you might undercut prices and try to take business from competitors or even do free work in order to gain some reputation, some testimonials and case studies and that's fine early on. But then as you start to develop that portfolio of, of uh, solid work and you've got this body of work to show your expertise, then you start to raise your prices or then you start to be more selective about the clients that you work with. So for us, it was just asking the right questions up front. You know, a lot of companies would boast that, oh, I've hired consultants before and no one was ever able to fix me. And that's a massive red flag to know that, well, if nothing's ever worked before this, then maybe you're not, uh, you know, maybe the problem's not them. Um, so exactly. That, that was always one that we looked for. Absolutely. And of course, building a business is never easy. What, what are some of the obstacles that you encountered along the way in this business? In building organized chaos? Yes. Yeah. So for us, it was a tendency to want to do everything. Um, of course, I encountered that in the video production business as well. Early on, I mentioned we did any kind of video. I even did uh, music videos up in Boston where I'm from. 
Um, but eventually we narrowed the focus down to sporting events and then eventually narrowed it even further down to uh, the expensive extracurriculars that you can't do at your high school, like the equestrian sports and figure skating. And, and you know, that became the cream of the crop for us because it was the events that people would be most likely to pay the most for, that they hired trainers for, that they were already spending money on those types of activities. So I think the refining what you do is a really important lesson. Now with Organized Chaos, as we got started, it was, again, help anybody with anything related to operations. So we would go into any industry and help people with everything from their uh, their CRMs and their project management systems and their, uh, you know, how to retain customers and build a great customer experience and software development. And then the, the more we matured, the more narrow our focus became in terms of the services that we were providing. That's fantastic. We talked earlier about the importance of having a backup plan because you had uh, one of those moments. So how do you ensure that you have more people available than you need at any given moment? Do you have more than one business within a, a, an, an industry to work with? Like for example, in, in my work, I have two graphic designers that I work with. If one, one does one thing and one does another, so I have a lot of work getting done at once. Absolutely. So redundancy is key when it comes to vendors. Now with organized chaos, we always had a vendor list of people that we would refer because part of being a good consultant, I think, is being resourceful. And it's, you know, often people know what the problem is, but they don't know how to solve it. And so when you can come in and help someone, even if it's not solving the problem for them, if you can point to a clear proven solution, then you're doing half the work. So for us, having a great vendor network was really important, having those backups in place both for our clients and for ourselves. So backups for backups and then also for our own policies. So as we've grown and evolved into this newest business that we'll talk about, um, having our systems exceptionally documented so that you can easily train someone and get someone up to speed is a really empowering thing in business. If you've got everything stuck in people's brains, the tribal knowledge of the business stuck in the people's brains, then it's very hard to switch from one person to another. Um, but having things written down and having your systems well built out is an insurance plan for your business. Absolutely. And this could manifest itself in having more contractors to work with, even having temp employees, because you can just have them for any length of time you want and, and they're temporary employees. So you don't have a commitment to them. Absolutely. So, I mean, my belief is that you use contractors until you have more than full-time capacity or maybe even two or three times full-time capacity. And then it makes sense to have that full-time person to do that role because you know that you're going to consistently need it and there's something mm -hmm. to be gained from having someone in-house. But, uh, but absolutely, having your policies and everything documented, your process is very clear, uh, enables you to, to leverage contractors and save, uh, save money in many cases. Absolutely. So we talked about documenting processes. Was that really where you got the idea for your new company, Trainual? Yes. So we worked one-on-one -on -one with about 150 businesses, all different industries around the United States. And the formula that I came up with is the companies that were scaling the fastest had figured out this simple thing, that they would do it consistently and they could document it clearly and they could delegate it confidently. And often the companies that struggled would try to delegate something before they had figured it out or they'd try mm -hmm. to document it before they were doing it the same way every time. And if you get those things backwards, then there's a lot of room for failure. But if you figure out how to deliver your service or how to ship your product consistently and then you can define it and document it clearly to show someone else how to do it, 
then you can trust that person to actually do the job. You can measure it. You can uh, have have an expectation that they'll succeed. So that process became baked into our philosophy with Organized Chaos and then carried over into the software when we built Trainual. Absolutely. So you found that this was really missing in the marketplace because not a lot of companies really document their processes very well, right? Yeah, it's something everyone talks about. You know, if you've read the the E-Myth or Traction mm-hmm. or Scaling Up or any kind of business books, they talk about how you should be kind of franchise ready. You know, you should have your operations manual and whether you want to scale to 100 locations or not, maybe if you want to sell the business, maybe you want to turn it over to someone and just work less, the, the more documented your systems are, the better. Um, but years ago, that was just a three-ring binder and it hasn't evolved much since then. Mm-hmm. So companies use Google Docs or they use Word Docs and it's just there's a lot of inconsistencies to how things are formatted and you can't uh, assign them or have any sort of accountability to know if people are up to speed. So I saw this struggle that small growing businesses were having and I saw a need for a product. Yeah. And so even projecting much further into the future, if a company is properly documenting everything really, really well, it's a lot easier for that company to be sold later on down the line if that's the owner's goal. Absolutely. That's our belief is that the multiple would be higher. The valuations would be better if something is turnkey and can just be handed over. You know, Think of it like your car with a, a manual. If you know exactly uh, how everything works and you know the maintenance is up to speed and your records are perfect and it looks great and it's had no accidents, it's going to sell for more money than if you just find a car on Craigslist with no records. Exactly. If you were wanting to buy a, a subway or a, a- McDonald's, you're buying the way they do business. You're not just buying a name or a brand name. You are buying the way they do business. You don't just buy a subway and say, well, here's the name. You go figure it out. Well, no. I mean, how have you been doing this? It's it's valuable. I love that. So let me ask you, have you found that certain types of businesses tend to use this more than others? Yeah, the, the businesses that will use this, uh, you know, that are our biggest users are people that are training the most people, opening more locations. If they have some repeatability to what they're doing, meaning they're trying to train multiple people to do the same thing, they're going to have a more urgent need for this than if they've got 20 people and every one of those 20 people is doing something different. So certainly businesses that are either seasonal or have remote workforces or have very transactional kind of work, those businesses you know, have a more urgent need to document. Absolutely. We've got less than two minutes to our next break. Your mission is to help 25,000 businesses in this. How important is it to have a mission and to have really huge, massive goals? Yeah, we've always chased this. So the 25,000 number was actually something that we came up with uh, in Organized Chaos. And the the idea was we want to help 25,000 companies organize chaos and get things done so they have more time to do what they love. That was the, the statement there. And the reason for that is that business owners don't start their business to just work in the company. They, they start it because they want to make a difference, because they want to have an impact. And we want to free them up to do whatever it is that they want to do whether it's to work or to not work, with great systems. Absolutely. We are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Chris Ronzio. He is the owner of Organized Chaos and his brand new company, Train You All. And you can find out more about that by typing in trainualtrainual.com and learn more about that. But do that after the show. Listen to what we have to say first. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. See you on the other side.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Chris Ronzo, and he is the owner of the company Organized Chaos and his brand new company, Trainual. And before we were going to the break, we talked about his mission to help 25,000 businesses document what they're doing. Having a mission is very important. What's the importance of having a big, big, huge mission? So that mission was born in the consulting company. It was born with Organized Chaos. And the reason was, like I said before the break, we wanted to help free up entrepreneurs to do whatever it is that they love, whatever they want to do, whether it's work less and pursue their personal hobbies or work uh, on the next big idea for their business. Whatever that is, the way to free up that time and that capacity is to empower the other people in your organization through systems and processes. So that was the mission for the uh, consulting company, Organized Chaos, and that evolved into Trainual, which is the software product that we created. So when we wanted to help 25,000 companies, we thought, well, we could do this through through consulting. We could do it through uh, licensing other consultants. We could do it through large group workshops, or we can do it through software. And that mission really helped inform and filter our decision to create the software product. Absolutely. Are there companies of an ideal size that tend to use this the most? So yes, the companies we're focused on are between uh, about 20 and 250 employees. So what we've seen is that certainly there's companies below 20, even you know companies of one that are starting to write out their systems because they have aspirations of scaling or they're going to be scaling fast or they're getting funding or they're hiring a lot of uh, a remote workforce and they want to train them consistently. So there's plenty of use cases for smaller companies. But when companies start to hit that you know dozen, two dozen employees, then the roles start to repeat. Uh, where you have more people in a company doing the same thing. And you want to ensure that there's some consistency of how the thing is being done and some repeatability so that everyone is following a best practice. And then when you grow from there up into a, a couple hundred employees, um, that is the uh, sweet spot for wanting to document things in this way. 
then after that, you might start to build out a much larger HR department. You might have compliance things and, and more enterprise requests. And there's a lot of enterprise systems out there. We want to be the thing that is between those enterprise systems and Google Docs. Absolutely. So something like this could be used to train new employees. It could be used to document communications such as memos on policy changes. It can be used to document uh, training materials and procedures. Does that sound right? Yeah, so it's any process, any procedure, any policy, any role, responsibility, anything in your business that you want to memorialize in some way. You want to say, this is the company-sanctioned way to do things. This is how to do what we do. So it could be very process-driven things, like here's how you send an invoice, or here's how you uh, you know, use our project management system. Or it might be more policy things, like here's our PTO policy, or here's our dress code, or our social media policy. So what happens is companies can document those things in step-by-step -step processes or simple outlines inside Trainual, and then they can associate them to all or some of the roles within the company, whoever needs to know that material or have permission to access it. And then they can track completion, so you can make sure that everyone acknowledges and is fully up to speed. And then as the company evolves and your processes or your policies change, you make those updates in the system, and it automatically notifies everyone that's assigned to it that there's been a change. So no more having to create a new document and email it to everyone and hope that they're all up to speed. You can actually have that accountability, that assurance that everybody is up to date and up to speed. And if someone is no longer with that organization anymore, you have to remember to remove them from the assignment list somehow. Yes, you can just one-click archive a person and it shuts off their access, but it retains all their history. So you have that for compliance purposes or, or uh, you know, any, any need to look it up after the fact. Uh, but then you can just easily replace someone in that role and they're instantly assigned whatever the old person had. So it's, it makes transitions very seamless. I love it. And this is also very, very important if you want to document your sales processes, whether you're inbound receiving inbound calls, whether you're dialing outbound, whether your lead generation is online based, whether it's remote, such as trade shows, there, there's processes for all of these things. Absolutely. So sales scripts, follow-up sequences, uh, the email templates that you might use to send someone. Sometimes those things are baked into a CRM or baked into the tool that you're using for email. But having one repository to access everything is really helpful. You can also embed videos. You can embed mock sales calls for a lot of organizations do weekly trainings. And we have a discussion forum where you can post things like objections that you're receiving from customers on a week-to-week -week basis so that you can discuss them and figure out the answers and make sure everyone knows what to say when that comes up. Absolutely. Have you found that companies have unusual or unique uses for this? Yeah, there's been a lot of creative uses. So starting from even before an employee is hired, some companies will use this as a vetting tool where an applicant is assigned some material and they go through a test and whether they pass or fail the test will dictate if they make it to the next step in the hiring process. So there's that. And then there's the new hire orientation, of course, making that introduction to the process or, or to the company. Uh, as streamlined as possible. And then, of course, the role training and just understanding how to do what you do, whatever role you have in the company and how you'll be measured for that. 
and then policy rollouts on the HR side and sales processes and marketing processes like you mentioned. There's hiring virtual assistants where you want to document something to, uh, to, to outsource and you can do it through our system and, and however many times your outsourced labor changes, you know you can train them consistently. So a lot of interesting uses. We actually have over 100 of them documented on our website in a list if you're thinking of uh, you know, what areas of the business should I start to document. It's a good place to start. Absolutely. And we talked a little bit earlier about uh, or briefly alluded to the idea that if someone leaves, it's useful to have something like this. I mean, sometimes there's drama around an employee leaving. I'm sure at that moment you will be so glad you had everything documented. Absolutely. I mean, especially if if the employee puts in their notice. This is funny. I, I hear from a lot of people when, when they put in their two weeks notice, what's the, the first thing you say to them? Like, Please, can you write everything you do down? Because you know that you have that fear that you're going to have to jump in and do their job, and it's going to take months to find their replacement. And you want to know what what is it that they even do? Because I hired them so I could take my eye off that part of the business. So mm-hmm. knowing that your processes are fully up to date in the system just makes those transitions. It makes those terminations. It makes those those uh, you know times when people put in their notice that much. Uh, smoother and easier because you know that the next person can be up to speed in a few days as opposed to a few months. Fantastic. How about a couple of success stories? Because I know people have done really well in their business by using this system. Yeah. So we have a bunch of case studies, testimonials on the website. A few uh, locally, our first, uh, you know, some early customers were Renters Warehouse, the property management company that, uh, you know, has expanded across the the nation. I think they have uh, 25 or 30 different uh, franchise locations. Mathnasium, the tutoring company, uh, another company, Design Pickle, that we've been involved with, started using Trainual when they had three employees and now they have uh, over 160 employees, graphic designers uh, across the world that are, are being trained on their processes through this system. So um, s- a, lot of, a lot of different use cases. Absolutely. And uh, if someone did want to go ahead and look at this, they can go to trainual.com, T-R-A-I-N-U-A-L.com. Correct. Like a training manual. Awesome. And is there a special offer that you might have for our listeners? Yeah, we. Uh, I, I think we could probably post something on, online, but I think we do fifty uh, percent off your first month. So if uh, if there's no code or anything posted with this interview, then just email in to us and say that you watch the show, and we're happy to yeah. honor that. I believe uh, I believe Chelsea emailed me, and the code would be Cyclone AZ in all capital letters. There you go. Perfect. So just type that in when it asks for a code, and you should get fifty percent off your first month. That's awesome. Let's let's pivot a little bit because you you wrote a book. I believe this was last year. One hundred hacks to improve your businesses or your business. What motivated you to write this? So this was kind of in the you know through the process of collecting all the chaos. Uh, I tell business owners that chaos in your business is actually a great thing. If you're feeling like things are chaotic, it means that there's a lot of activity. There's a lot going on. You have a lot of opportunity. And it's the businesses that don't have any chaos or opportunity that probably aren't going anywhere. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and like there is chaos, then I think it's a good thing. So it's just about managing that chaos and creating a priority for how you'll move forward. So through working with so many companies and improving their workflows, we recommended hundreds and hundreds of different software systems and tools and little hacks that we would find through the years. And so the 100 Hacks to Improve Your Business was a collection of some of the more popular recommendations that we had across all areas of business and a few areas of just your personal life, too. 
Yeah. A couple of them that you mentioned, Dropbox. I love that because sometimes if you have to email an audio, a long audio, your email won't send it. So going through Dropbox helps a lot. And Evernote is a really great place to collect your thoughts and have it in the cloud. Yeah, those are a couple of my favorites that I use, of course. Um, there's just there's so many different ones from email systems and, and just philosophies on how to use email better to you know hiring systems and, and even just uh, tools for outsourcing. If you're just looking for some extra help on things, uh, they're all in that book and it's available uh, as a free download actually on our website. Fantastic. Do you have a couple of other favorite hacks that you'd like to talk about briefly? Sure. So I think one of the most common issues people have is sifting through all the junk in their email. And mm. a philosophy I've come up with and, and evolved over the years is just that you should only be looking at what requires your attention. So you should only be looking at correspondence that is directly to you. And there is an interesting tool called SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X, uh, kind of like a, a, a sanity that I've been using for years. And so what that does is it acts as a filter for your inbox and it takes everything like receipts and travel confirmations and social media uh, and newsletters and it puts them in a different folder automatically so that the only things that get to you are personal correspondence and that has cut out 80% of the noise in my inbox. Uh, so that's one great tool that I love. And then as an add-on to that, there's another tool called Boomerang. Maybe you've heard of this, but just mm -hmm. like the visual of throwing a boomerang and having it come back to you, the idea is that you can snooze your email and you can say, go away and come back to me on my schedule. And taking control of your inbox in that way allows you to be more intentional about what you're working on instead of so reactive to everything that comes at you. Fantastic. I know you work with VAs quite a bit and we've got about a minute to our next break. Do you prefer to work with the same person or do you prefer to spread it around and work with a variety of people? It really depends on the task. I've had both. So there's a simple tool I always recommend called Fancy Hands. If people are just getting started with this, it's a non-dedicated virtual assistant service where you post the task or the project you'd like some help with, and then basically anyone in the Army can grab it and work on it on your behalf. They share some knowledge, some common knowledge across your account that you give them access to. So it's a great hybrid where they have some of that uh, that shared knowledge, but it's not as expensive as a dedicated assistant. Fancyhands.com? That's it. Fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We're having so much fun and we're learning a lot. My very special guest is Chris Ronzio. We will talk uh, more after the break and we will come right down the home stretch when we return. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. 
This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me for from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbergooled. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Chris Ronzio. He is the owner of Organized Chaos and also the owner of his brand new company, Trainual, T-R-A-I-N-U-A-L. You can go to Trainual.com and take a look at what that's about. And we talked very extensively last segment about what his company does. We talked earlier in the show about the importance of working on your business and not in your business. It gives you a lot of freedom, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, you know, you hear that term a lot, work on your business and not in your business. And I think that there's a point in time when you kind of make that switch because you have to start working in your business, of course. You're trying to right. figure things out and seeing what works. And the point that you make the change is when you realize that you don't want to be working in the business anymore because you're you're done figuring things out. You've kind of got it. And I know entrepreneurs are never done figuring things out, but when you've figured out that one thing you're working on or that one you know, responsibility that's on your plate and then it just starts to feel like a job, rinse and repeat, then you're done with that thing. So turn it over to someone else. Stop working uh, in that part of the business and start working in another part of the business. And as you go through that over and over and over again, you what you're doing is working on the business. You're fixing these little parts of, of your company one by one so that you can rise and elevate to a higher level. And, and I think uh, that's the process to getting that done. Absolutely. And a business like yours, Chris, has a lot of moving parts. And so how do you build a championship team? How do you vet who you want to work with and who you don't? So I always think back to that that uh, the Ocean's I think Ocean's Eleven or whatever the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and all those guys mm-hmm. George Clooney yep. and and I've told my people kind of jokingly in the interview process that I want to build a team that I would rob a casino with you know you've got <laughs> you've got the the people that you can joke around with but you know everybody has a specialized skill set there's the getaway driver that's just you know good with, uh, with knows the route out of there and moves fast there's the technical person that's the hacker that knows how to 
fix every computer system. There's the charismatic one, the salesperson that knows their, that how to get through the, uh, the front door. And so I think having a well-rounded team comes down to the, the unit that you want to spend the time with to accomplish big goals. And that's, that's how I've always approached it. And just like you just said, you have to define the role that you want your team members to have. And that's the key to picking great people. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need two people on the, uh, you know, in the the robbery van that do the exact same thing. One, one will step on the other's toes. Exactly. So the importance of giving back. There's a lot of people have a charitable component to their business or a way to give back, whether it's you know their time, their finances, their resources, or whatever the case is. How important is that for you? It's really important. So I was a, a you know child entrepreneur. I was you know, through high school and, and uh, college, I was the president of my entrepreneurship society. So for me, it's it's giving back to young entrepreneurs and the youth. And, you know, I produce a lot of content for them. I volunteer. I, I mentor some some young entrepreneurs. We're, we're just starting an internship program here at Trainual, and we've got someone locally starting in a few weeks. So, you know, that to, to me is a really important way to share my experiences. I love that. So, Chris, what's your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, it's, it, it might sound obvious, but organizing chaos. So, well, there I mean, you go. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's why I picked that name. And whether it's, you know, my closet, which my wife thinks I'm just totally OCD with the, my colors of my shirts just going in order, or whether it's someone's business, I like to step back and look at the big picture and put some order to it. Do you organize your shirts strictly by color alphabetically, or do you organize them by brand name and color too? Uh, not brand name. I organize them by short sleeve, then long sleeve, then the heavier ones, which don't get used much in Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Well, the reason I asked that, I used to work with a lady who was very OCD and really, really great lady. We talked one day about how she organizes the food in her pantry. And I said, do you do you uh, alphabetize these by the type of food or by brand name also? And she kind of lowered her head and said, by brand name also. I said, stop it. No. So you're telling me, you're telling me that green beans are green giant and then whatever's after that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's, that's over the top. See, I, that's hardcore. I've just narrowed down the number of brands that I get. Cause when I find something I like, I stick to it. That's awesome. So influential books or mentors. I know a lot of us are influenced by others ahead of us. Yeah, so I'm going to say one that maybe a lot of your listeners don't know, but it's, he's a guy named Scott Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z, and he mm -hmm. has a book called The 40-Hour Work Year, and he's been extremely influential for me. His book was about his process of building a company to the point where he only had to work 40 hours a year on it, and of course, the title is a riff off of Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Work Week, um, mm -hmm. but it was approached differently. It's not about outsourcing. It's about building a, a company uh, to which you're really an investor in a, a leader, a strategic leader. And, uh, and the way that he did that in his story was very influential to me. That's fantastic. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? <laughs> I think, uh, you know, through starting a few of these businesses, it's really betting it all. You know, the, the scariest thing for an entrepreneur is letting go of a good thing. And so when you build a business and by all uh, outside standards, it's good. You have a, a good life or a great life. You make a great income. You've got great people working with you. The idea of taking a risk to get to the next level means you have to burn down what exists to rebuild something new. And the more successful you get burning things down each time uh, creates a bigger fire. <laughs> and so, uh, so I think probably you know, going all in on the, the new business on Trainual has been the, 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 uh, scariest thing to date, but also the most rewarding. 
That's awesome. So you have a morning routine, right? How do you start your day? Yeah, I do. Very, very uh, rigid routine. So I wake up every morning between 4.30 and 5. I use an app called Sleep Cycle, which wakes me up in that half hour window based on when I'm in the lightest uh, of my sleep cycle at that time. So between 4.30 and 5, I get up, have some water, I meditate for 10 minutes using an app called Headspace, which I highly recommend if people don't do it. And it helps organize the chaos that exists in my head when I first wake up. So you've got thoughts running through your head. You might be thinking about a dream might be thinking about what you've got to do that day. And for me, Headspace is, is what kind of gives me that clarity uh, to just, just breathe and just uh, be more intentional about what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. So coming off that, I do a little bit of journaling. It might be one minute, might be 10 minutes, but it's just, again, getting whatever is in my head out of my head. And then I move on to a physical workout. So I've been running a lot recently. I actually did a half marathon yesterday, which uh, I couldn't run a mile six months ago. So that was a big achievement. But wow. uh, it, it might just be push-ups and, and, and uh, set-ups or something to get the blood flowing. And during that, I always listen to a podcast or a show. And so that gets my kind of education side in, my physical side. After that, I will share something. So whatever I learned, I will declare it, whether it's posting on social media, on Instagram, something like that. And then I wrap it up by uh, some kind of gratitude, appreciation uh, exercises where I either will send my wife or my son or uh, something like that a, an email, a text, write them a little note, a sticky note, leave it around the house. And to me, that kind of uh, well-rounded morning is a, a, a way to produce the power that I can uh, use for the rest of the day. That's fantastic. I have to ask, how did you go from one mile to a half marathon in just six months? Well, it was a lot of practice. So I started with running and trail running. And my first milestone was a three-month uh, training for a Spartan race. So Spartan race is, uh, I think, about five miles, but it's through trails. And that helped condition me to be prepared for a half marathon. And then from there, I moved just onto the street and uh, started fine-tuning nutrition and getting, uh, getting my time, my, my pace down. Um, but it's all about just knowing... Uh, ha having a routine, having a good coach, uh, which I got for, for my training. Uh, and I was able to get a under two hour half marathon. So top 15% of uh, the 30,000 people that ran it, which was, was uh, pretty cool. That's a rush. That's great. So when something terrible happens, how long do you give yourself to experience it before you realize, okay, I got to get back on the horse and go? Uh, if, if it means to, to feel bad for yourself, very little time. I think so many ups and downs in business that, that you just have to be conditioned to be resilient. And so a uh, bad thing happens. Like, you know, we we found out this morning one of the projects we were developing was, was uh, you know, 80% or something over budget. My team came and showed me the, the report and we talked about it for 10 minutes and then it was done. And wow. uh, I think you've got to be able to just move past things quickly and, and know that, that it's really an average of all the goods and the bads. And if you look back and see that the progress you've made over time, it really smooths out all those, all those minor problems that hit you on a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, so for me, the good outweighs the bad. I don't dwell on, uh, on things for very long at all. Very good. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give him? 
I would tell him to network and meet meet more important people earlier <laughs> because for me, I was so focused on on growing my video company at that time that uh, I didn't go outside of my company much. I didn't have mentors. I didn't have any any resources or connections outside of what I was doing. So all the progress I was making was within my own little bubble. And since starting the consulting firm, I was uh, able to interact with people in all different industries and businesses and and uh, and meet people that were influential. And, and really, uh, you know, skyrocketed my, uh, you know, my my network to to where I was able to launch this software and have it do really well, um, just in its early stages. So, I, if I could go back to, to the eighteen year old, I would say, uh, meet meet more people, have more coffee meetings. That's awesome. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone that. Uh, that took all of these systems that uh, that the experts of today, you know, the Michael Gerber's and the the uh, you know the, the all these business experts that write these books. I, w- I want to unify the message that they've delivered over the years and be the next generation of how how do you systematize your business? They laid the groundwork. And the fact that systems and processes are important, and I want my solution to be the online version that that brings that that philosophy to life, so that companies can actually do the work and have a product at the end of that. Fantastic. And my last question that I ask everybody at the end of the show, who inspires and motivates you? Uh, So for me, it's my wife. We've been together since I was uh, 17 years old and uh, she was with me through through, uh, you know, as my girlfriend, through building that video company, through building the consulting firm and now through building Trainual. Uh, We have two kids a uh, four-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and to see the energy that she has with two kids every day when I come home from work uh, is is inspiring to me, and to see uh, our family grow is incredibly motivating to me to to be successful in what I'm doing with work. Great. Uh, so, so how, I was going to say, go how ahead. can we try with you and vibe with you? We're getting to the end here. Uh, so, so how can you find me? How can you connect yep. with me? Yep. So you can go to trainual.com, chrisronzio.com, or you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, at chrisronzio. Yeah, and definitely give Trainual a, a shot. It sounds like a really great program. Thank you, Chris, for being with us this week. It's really great to have you here. Thanks so much, Brian. It's been a blast. Awesome. And so this has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class expert and learn what they did, how they did it, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from it. Join us next week, where I interview somebody else. And until then, have a great week, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye, everyone. Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and help